It's the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. I am your host, Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings, conspiracies, and all things strange. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out all of our other wonderful links in the description in the link tree. We also have a new one. Uh, we just started an Instagram account, so check that out too. This week's episode, Missing 411, The UFO Connection. All right, this actually isn't a normal weekly episode. I just, I always say that for the intro. I always say this week's episode. So I, that's just kind of what I said this time around. But so I have the opportunity to review the movie Missing 411, The UFO Connection. This is going to be, a, this one's going to be a little shorter than normal. It's just a movie review, no big deal. But anyways, Missing 411, for those of you who are not familiar, is a series of books detailing strange disappearances in highly rural areas of America, such as forests, deserts, and areas with few or no residents. There are a surprising number of mysterious cases out there. In this particular movie, the author of the books, David Polides, presents several cases that seem connected to UFOs. Polides himself used to be a police officer working in various roles, such as detective. He worked in the San Jose area. He has the experience to investigate these disappearances, at least more so than the average person. Many of the cases he investigates have almost no evidence, so they're difficult for the police to resolve. There's often a lack of a scent trail, and missing people are sometimes found in an area that had already been thoroughly searched. That's like really weird. So I, they comb over like an area in the forest or something. And a few days later, that's where they find the missing person. It just, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's weird. And they would have searched that specific spot. So they know for a fact that he wasn't there or she, depending on who went missing in that particular case in general, they know that they weren't there for sure. That person was not there. And then they appeared there really weird. That's one of the common things. I won't go over the whole movie in detail, because there would be no point to watch it. <laughs> but let's have a look at the first case presented in the movie. So first, we have a hunter named Ray Salmon who went hunting alone with his dogs near Vancouver, British Columbia. He planned to go fishing, hunting, and just kind of relax in general. He was really familiar with the area he visited, having gone there for 20 years. Sometimes he went with his wife, other times by himself, sometimes he hung out with friends. This particular trip was nothing special. He was just going by himself to relax. You know, a weekend trip, not a big deal. He left in his truck on Friday and brought a Zodiac boat, some pistols and rifles and his dogs. Uh, he camped on the shores of Harrison Lake. He was supposed to pick up a friend with his boat on Monday. The friend who lived in the area of the lake heard three gunshots on Sunday. Now, Ray just disappeared. He was nowhere to be found. The RCMP... Uh, the that's the Canadian police. I think it stands for Royal Canadian Mounted Police. They went to investigate and they found his campsite in perfect order. The truck and camper were locked with his dogs inside the camper. Now, this is a key detail because Ray would not have taken uh, what I mean would have. This is a key detail because Ray would have taken the dogs with him wherever he went. If he was hunting or just going for a walk or whatever, the dogs would not have stayed at the campsite. They would have gone with Ray. So the only reason he would have locked them inside the camper 
would be to protect them from some kind of danger. So he felt that they needed to be put in there for their own safety. Maybe a bear, who knows. A search was held for Ray. One person on the search team noticed that the ERT, or Emergency Response Team, was part of the search. This is highly unusual. The ERT is equivalent to the SWAT team here in America. You might know them as the SWAT team. They're sent in to deal with all sorts of situations, but very rarely or never as part of a search party. Now, just to verify what their actual role is, I looked them up online, and from the RCMP website, it says, RCMP Emergency Response Team, ERT, police officers use tactics, specialized weapons and equipment to resolve high-risk situations. The dynamic nature of these incidents requires an an integrated response. ERT duties include resolving armed and barricaded persons incidents, air and marine interventions, high-risk searches and arrests, and protective policing. So there had been reports by some teenagers that their headlights were shot out while driving in the area around the time of Ray's disappearance. So maybe the police thought that there was a possibility of a threat, that there was some sort of armed suspect shooting stuff up, and that's why the ERT was sent. However, people in the search party still thought that it was really unusual. Now, there is some speculation that Ray was the one to shoot out the headlights, but it doesn't really make any sense. Let's say, hypothetically, Ray was stuck somewhere and his leg was broken and he was near the road and he was trying to get people's attention. He wouldn't have actually shot the car, though, because he might have actually hit the people in the car. He would have shot the gun in the air three times as a sort of SOS. Uh, People who know Ray say that He would definitely have not shot at the car, and it seems absurd if you're trying to get help, you're going to shoot people, you know, or at people. It'd be very easy to hit them by accident. It just doesn't make any sense. So there was actually a fairly large search for him, and it continued by land, air, and on the lake. A helicopter finally spotted some clothes on the shores of the lake. Thinking that Ray had drowned, it was Ray's clothing, it was like next to a log, and I guess his backpack was under the log. Thinking that he had drowned, the police insisted that they stop searching in the bush, and that they just concluded it was a drowning. Now, the clothes were 400 yards down shore from the campground, and also his rifle was there as well. But the strange thing is that his pistol was found quite a ways away in a meadow, like to the north inland. Now, How is his pistol there and his rifle was at the shore? It doesn't make any sense. His boat was still at the campsite, so he hadn't been trying to launch a boat or anything. Or, you know, I guess people say he might have been trying to maybe take a bath or swim or something. But that doesn't really make sense either, because if he was just taking a bath, he wouldn't have disappeared, would he? And still, his gun, he would never have left that up in the meadow. It just is weird. So the tracking dogs used during the search never found a trace of Ray. There was no scent trail whatsoever. The official conclusion, again, was that he drowned. But it just doesn't check out. After all is said and done, the police refused to return Ray's belongings to his wife. They also withheld important information. A FOIA request was made, and the file had lots of redactions, suggesting that they were trying to hide something. But what could it be? We don't know. There was a history of UFO sightings in the area. One couple camping in a tent on the shore of the lake around the time of Ray's disappearance saw a bright light pass over their tent. 
um, this was sort of a UFO sighting, and it's unexplained. And they said it didn't make any sound or anything. It was just a very strange light. And there have been lots of other UFO sightings in the area. There have been other disappearances as well that coincide with UFO sightings. For example, Dior Kuntz went missing near where Ray disappeared, coinciding with a UFO report. And that's the first case in the movie. We have a bizarre, unexplained disappearance, UFO sightings the weekend that it happened, the strange case of the car headlights being shot out, and not much else to go on. And that's it. It's a, it's a pure mystery. The cases prevented in the movie are compelling. There does not seem to be a connection to UFOs and the disappearance disappearances. However, where it falls short is that there isn't any direct connection. That is, there were no witnesses who actually saw the people being abducted or taken. This isn't surprising because we're talking about remote areas. However, at the end of the day, it all remains a mystery. It's all just, you know, these people disappeared and there were UFOs in the area. We don't know for sure that the UFOs were the cause, although one can always speculate. Now, there are similarities between the cases presented, and that's what makes it interesting. It's impossible to, sure, it's impossible to know what happened for sure to the victims, unfortunately. We just need more information. Maybe after seeing the movie, more witnesses can come forward and more information will come out, and maybe we'll get some key information to help solve some of these disappearances. Now, the movie is really fun and interesting to watch because I love a good mystery. But on the other hand, it's also kind of a bummer because we're talking about real people and real events, real people that went missing and disappeared. And, you know, if they disappeared, you can assume probably they died. And it's just, it's kind of a bummer because, you know, I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of exciting and interesting. And you're like, oh yeah, but somebody probably died here. So it's just, you know, I have mixed feelings about it, but overall I do recommend the movie. Uh, like I said, the only shortcoming it has is that it doesn't have a smoking gun connecting the cases to a UFO. At least in my opinion, it doesn't, you can watch it and decide for yourself and none of the cases are solved, but that's not surprising considering how little evidence there is to go on. But Pallades does present his theory of what happened to these people, and he even speculates on why it may be happening. But it's only speculation. It's not necessarily a solution to the problem. But it's still a lot of fun to watch. I really enjoyed the movie. And at the end of the day, we just don't have enough evidence to know for sure what happened. All right. Thanks for listening to my short review of Missing 411, The UFO Connection. Keep it strange.